Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, Director of Sales for Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How you doing, Rob? Pretty good, bud. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Well, let's get this out of the way, okay? People have been, you know, we got a lot of listeners out there. People have been waiting for a few weeks, and myself included. This is about vacations. I'm not going to call what you did a vacation because it was only a couple of days. Mm. It was a very competitive vacation, if you ask me, but... How did the fishing tournament go? Oh, well, it was kind of a, well, it was, it was, I don't want to say a letdown. It was, I was fishing, so it was still fun to go, but uh, it was very tough conditions. So I won day one and he won day two. Overall, I had the most weight, so that makes me the winner. But uh, it was a lot of fun and and uh, good to see an old friend. So, but you know what, we're, we're great friends. We're like, you know, I've known him for over 35 years, but we cannot fish in the same boat together. And it's just true. He knows it and I know it. We can't, we cannot be in That's why I had to drive all the way there in my boat with my boat and he had to drive all the way there with his boat. We fished the same lake together, but that's, that's as far as we cannot fish in the same boat together. So day one, what were the totals? Uh, they were low, man. It was the, it was the, 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 the lake was dropping, the water was dropping. And so the bite was off and everybody, all the evil, I've never fished, I've never seen the lake before until that day, either did he. And uh, the low, everybody we talked to said, no, it's just really tough. So I had 471, four pounds, 71 ounces, 471. And he had... Uh, so you had with, close to five pounds day one. I, I, yeah. With two... Oh, no. I'll take it back. Wait a minute. Wait a second. No, I had, uh, uh, I had almost seven pounds because I had a two-pounder too. Oh. So I had about seven pounds and he had zero. No fish. Had, no fish. And the second day I had a dismal 1.2 pounds and he had a 1.5 pounds it was just brutal so so second day yep 1.2 for you mm-hmm. and 1.4 for him 1.5 1.5 yeah so anyhow yeah no big deal wow that's kind of a letdown i mean yeah you know what it, it yeah, sounds uh, like wait it... wait wait let you know i almost want to in this, Chris, I'd like you to put in what Wayne was saying. I don't know if he was saying it to me or the show, but this was going to be it. Well, this was it. This this was going to be it. I mean, you and this guy, this you've been saying this guy has been telling everybody, telling you he is a much better fisherman than you. Mm-hmm. And he knew it. He was adamant about it. And you were kind of adamant yeah. the same way. I mean, I'm looking at these totals. I don't, you know, I hate to give you a pat on the back, but it looks like I could have beat this guy. <laughs> this guy's really a good fisherman. It's really, it was really, really. He caught really... one fish in two days. Uh, well, one keeper, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was tough, man. And I and and uh, but I did beat him, so that's all that matters. But that's it. I mean, is that is that it now? Is it over? Did he give it's, it to it, you? It's he gave it up, yeah. But it's never really over, so there'll be another time. So, well, so right now, right now, you got the crown, then. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You should make another belt buckle and say, "Here, this is." There you go. This is what I want. This is mine. Until you, you know, till you wear this, you gotta, you gotta beat me to wear it. There you go. 
All if right. I do the belt buckle, I'll get you a belt. So you, at least you have a belt to you. Yeah, because I gotta. I can't have one without the other. I don't want to be right. picky. <laughs> now I gotta get, get belts and belt buckles. Don't yeah. give a, a kid a fire truck with no batteries in it. Um. All right. We're, so we kind of talking about vacations here, Rob, and um, we also we had uh, we interviewed some some guys at their our uh, regional training center in New Jersey. Some the same guys we talked to about pressure. We asked them about vacations. Uh, just in general in America, uh, we don't handle vacations very well. A lot of people here in America, and it seems like uh, we take less vacation time than most any country out there. Uh, surprisingly, I think we like we like work more hours than anybody. Um, and, um, I will admit that I was still not very good at taking vacations. I don't, I just, I kind of put it on the back burner a lot and whatever, probably to my detriment, but, uh, um, but I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. I'm happy. But, um, so when you run your own business, it's hard to go on vacation. It's, I always say it's hard to leave because there's so many things you have to do to line up before you can possibly go. And then it's hard to come back because there's so much to do since you've been gone and you have to get caught up. I'm amazed at some of the responses that we had that guys are able to delegate, which I always said was one of my Achilles heel. Uh, I didn't like to delegate. Well, I just didn't, wasn't good at delegating. Um, so what, what about yourself, Rob? I mean, you, you, you value your family time and you like your vacations. And um, so maybe you can tell us how you, uh, how you handle it. Well, um, you know, when I first got married, but I was still working the family business, and I think I had I had two kids. And after I had my second kid, it wasn't far long after that that I started my own business. But before the family business is the sport business, and sport business is six months of cruising, and then six months of crazy hours, eighty hours a week, easy, and it, and those six months are the vacation months you know starts and starts in spring and ends in in the fall so we never my family we never did vacations and if we did it was always a a late fall vacation when everything was closed so vacations pretty much sucked right i mean they were just kind of useless but my grandparents had a beautiful cottage up in uh Lake Horace and Ware, New Hampshire. So it wasn't that we got family vacations, but we got, you know, great weekends on the lake. So don't feel bad for me. Anyways, when I started my own thing, I'll never forget the first time I took a family vacation because now I'm, you know, I'm not in the sport business anymore. So I'm just doing residential. So we took a vacation. It was awesome. And turned out you know we wanted to do at least a couple of weeks every year but what pete and i found out was uh <laughs> to take a one-week vacation for peter and i we had to do like three times the amount of work for the two weeks before and then three times the amount of work for a few weeks after the vacation they were killers mm -hmm. but it, it was it was definitely worth it because, you know, everybody in this business knows, um, uh, you know, I tell the story of my daughter-in-law saying, my, my dad came home every day at 545. You never know when my husband's coming home. You never know when the floor man's coming. If we can get a coat on, 
we're getting a cold, huh? Or if we're behind, we're behind. So you never know. So, you know, you take a lot of family time away from your family when you're doing this job. I get it. And that's why I thought the vacations were pretty important for everybody just to have some fun, decompress. The only problem is, is uh, you know, now when I go on vacation, it's not just three kids, it's three other families. So they all want a vacation together. So, so when you think it's, it's the, uh, the, the, your, yeah. your, your kids' families as well, you all vacation Every, together. Everybody vacation. Yeah. If we go out for ice cream, it costs me a hundred bucks. That's interesting. And so everybody, and, and, and they love it. They love it. They think so, that's a riot. So the family all vacations together. Yes. I know I know another family that does that and there's a lot of them there's probably like 15 of them that all go together and I think it's so strange to me I love that I, I I think that's fantastic that you do that but I, it seems very odd to me now, what if one of them one you know one year one of them says no we're going to go to Italy this year our our group is that a problem or no that's awesome go that's really okay. great okay. yeah that that's just i'm gonna save money yeah i'm gonna save well, that's, money that's nice that you guys do that I, I think that's pretty cool yeah it's a lot of fun but like i said when we were self-employed that was um that was that was tough doing it so i get it and uh some of the questions uh, some of the uh, answers we were getting from guys was uh how they deal with vacations was just great very yeah. lucky some of them yeah you you say there's important reasons to take vacations um you told me that there's seven seven important reasons reasons, right so uh yeah i'll give the i'm gonna give seven reasons why to take a vacation i'll give seven reasons reasons why not to take a vacation yes is that it that's how i'm gonna play this one Okay, Wayne, here we go. Uh, taking a vacation improves your physical health, lowers your blood pressure, both men and women. And that's from a New York Times report. Okay. Um, do you really want everybody to know how long they, how well they can get along without you? <laughs> do you really want to take that chance? You know, you come back and everybody had a fantastic week. I mean, the profits are up. You know, things were humming. Didn't really even seem to miss your position. They're going to go out of their way to do a great job now, right? Yeah, yeah. To Just to prove to you. Uh, yeah. We didn't need that guy. We, we don't didn't, need We didn't need you, yeah. Yeah. You know what else the New York Times said? Maybe not every year. Once every two years, take a vacation. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That one I don't get. Are you a vacation guy? Do you plan a vacation? No, I've, I've said that many times. I don't. And I, you, I, you and, and Judy never. Judy's bad at it too. Yeah. We're both bad at, at taking vacations. And I think like her parents, her, her family never took vacations either. Her dad never took off ever. Like they would go to Lake Tahoe when she was a kid. And he would work and he would come up like Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and then take him home. 
You know what I mean? So he would like not be there for the for their vacations. And we're, you know, in the military, you don't have any money to go on vacation. So um, we never really took vacation. We would just go like on fishing trips um, in a tent. Um, I, so. I always, when you ever say fishing trip, I always think of that kid who was crying. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hell <laughs> yeah. of a vacation. <laughs> yeah. This poor kid thinks he's getting a nice three-day yeah. fishing vacation. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing for my second reason. So what's your second reason? Second Dude. reason. It says, uh, what was the first one again? It lowers blood Physical pressure. Health. So- yeah. Next one, it improves mental health. That should be number one also. Chronic it- exposure to stress can alter your brain structure and bring on anxiety and depression. When you take a vacation, feelings of calm arise ha <laughs> sometimes but a lot of bad feelings things... of calm arise let me tell you the last three days of vacation all i had in my head was i got this job i got this job i got to do this estimate i gotta call mm-hmm. that i don't know about feelings of calm arise maybe in the beginning yeah. yeah that was the other thing i found out about vacations too you know let's say you're going you know leaving saturday coming home saturday seven day vacation we used to we used to um rent this huge house in cape cod it was actually two houses so there was plenty of room for everybody and uh it would be seriously you would wake up and go oh my god it's thursday well what happened (laughs) what happened in the last five days man that was just yeah it goes quick um you know, vacations are expensive. Um, and so uh, you see a lot of people doing those stay, staycations, whatever, they're kind of staying home and not really going anywhere. But uh, I, I think, I, like I did that one time, and you start walking around the house, start looking at everything that needs to be needs to be done, and, and you know, the fence you want to build and the, the, the floor you want to do and all these other different things that you want to do, and it ends up costing you a lot of money. And uh, so... Um, I can't. I don't. I can't get behind the staycations. Uh, I don't know even why that even. I don't think they did that years ago and considered that a vacation. Um, so you might as well just keep on working and keep making money and just, just, just forget about just, that part of just it. Just throw the whole thing out. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, since COVID and everything, we haven't done that family thing. We're we are doing it this year. We got a place up in. Uh, we're going to a lake up in Canada. Uh, we got a big enough place for everybody to go, so we'll be doing that at the end of August. But we haven't done our family truckster vacation since COVID because mm. of all the all the craziness and everything. So who who picks the uh, who picks the locations you guys go to? Whoever pays. So it's usually me. So you have to pay for the whole lot of them. Yeah. Yep. That's a problem. Not really. It's not. Oh, okay. It's oh, not a yeah, big deal. You know, I was I was gonna say um, you could uh, have everybody chip in. I, I'll tell you an honest to God story. Uh, Trinity Lake. When we were we were in our probably late, maybe mid twenties, and went on vacation. Myself, my two brothers went, and uh, some other friends. And my one of my brothers brought brought this guy that I didn't really know, and kind of didn't really like, and. Um, <laughs> 
and then um we said all right well let's all put you know everybody put in 50 bucks or whatever we'll go into town we'll get something to eat you know you're a dumb kid you're 20 some odd years old you don't know what the hell you're doing right so um um i went in my van i took the work van i went in the van to go get my wallet and this guy was uh, in the back of the van with my wallet in his hand and the wallet was open right and uh i turned around the corner right here and there he is he looks at me and he's got my wallet in his hand and the wallet is open and i've you know i've got probably four or five hundred dollars in there and uh he goes oh i found this on the floor and it's not possible you know what i mean i know exactly where it was and um you know i felt horrible for him you know what i mean because i started thinking when everybody said, hey, everybody put in $50, he probably didn't have any money. You know what I mean? And I I, I, just, I really felt bad for the guy. So, he was in your wallet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did he get your wallet? But I put it, it was in my van. I had my wallet in the van, which is unusual for me. But I had it in the back because, you know, you're swimming and everything. So I had, uh, or actually, in my case, just uh, uh, flailing in the water because I don't waiting. swim. Wait, yeah, yeah, you're a waiter. Yeah, right. waiting, uh, hoping not to get not to get it. Not to get a miserable sunburn, which I don't get when I'm working. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I honestly, I, I, I wasn't mad at him. I, I, you would think that you would be or I should be or whatever, but I, I kind of felt sorry for the guy. So, uh, yeah, anyhow. I, I'm surprised you just didn't pull directly into the police station and say this, this guy is trying to rob me. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. But, yeah, uh, you pay for it. It's interesting. Um, well, here's the other thing. Don't feel too bad. It's not like I had to spend ten thousand dollars. This this house I was talking about that we went to in the Cape, um, we rented from a friend of a really good friend. So, you know, we got it at a you know probably a quarter of the cost of what they should have been charging. So, it was uh, it was it was it didn't hurt at all. Seriously. Did you leave the place all in a disarray when you left? God, and, uh, no, that, you know, that was the thing that we used to do before we found that place, you know, we had rented some other places around Cape Cod and they were always in better shape. They were always in better shape when we left them, when we got there, mm-hmm. like, like one day we, we got to this place and the kitchen chairs were, you know, when you're renting a house, you, you never know what you're going to get. Kitchen chairs were all crappy and <laughs> so mom and I, and Pauline's cousin Patrick, we went to town on these kitchen chairs, gluing, screwing, we repaired everything in the place. They were solid as a rock. So no, we were you wanted you wanted me to rent from you because the place was gonna be better. Okay. I've heard so many horror stories where people would rent out a, a their B and B place to people that they know and they just were got trashed and after doing them a favor. But you know something? I don't do B and B's for one reason and because uh, you don't go on vacations well that's two reasons then but i was working in in one of our reps territory <laughs> this another guy's not, name that I, another name i need to know this guy's not with us anymore but <laughs> he said he said you know what you don't need to get a hotel stay the night in my house my wife's a great cook she's a nice person She'd love to have you meet my kids and everything. And I said, no. Now, the reason I said no is the same reason I don't, I don't, I don't rent Airbnbs. 
with all this technology today, you could have a camera watching me. You know what I mean? You could have a- That's your reason? Yes. You, you think somebody wants to watch you change? Well, you know, I mean, it, yes. You never know. You never know. So you don't, I mean, there's Out of the one million reasons. You just out of the don't one take a million reasons. That would be the last one I would ever think. Oh, God, somebody's going to take me when I'm in the bathroom. It happens to people. I don't want to be on YouTube one day or, or wake up one day on Twitter or, or one of these other social media things that are out there and see me with a towel walking out of the shower. <laughs> then he would always have that. Then he'd go, hey, Wayne, I'd like to go on vacation. You, you know, we can't really let you go on vacation. Well, there's this. Sure, oh take a God. sure take a month. Who thinks like that? The winners. The Who winners thinks like that? The winners. That's it. Every time I go anywhere now, I'm I'm gonna walk around bucked, man. Go ahead, put me on. What? Do you remember the uh, ESPN lady that um, was at a hotel and uh, yes. somebody? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. She got yeah, a, what a she got what a, a nightmare for her. That turned out to be. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. One, she got a fortune for that. She sued the hotel and she she got, I mean, millions and millions of dollars, which in that case, it would be cool. I would do that. It'd be worth it for that. And, well, yeah, so, I mean, obviously it's messed up. They shouldn't have done that. It's a horrible thing. To, it's a complete invasion of privacy. But, um, so, yeah, you got to, you, you know, there you go. All uh, right. All right. Let's get going here. All right, number three, the greater well-being. People who take a vacation, and I looked this up, they score on the, I'm going to read it to you, the Gallup Heathway Well-Being Index. People who take vacations, they score 68. People who don't take vacations score 51. So I'm going to say that one more time. Please. The Gallup Heathway Wellbeing Index. I have looked everywhere to try to take this test. I want to see where I'm at when it Brought comes to, to the Gallup Heathway Wellbeing. You writing that, that down? That poll brought to you by Hilton <laughs> ho, ho, Hotel Chain. Very good. Um, I don't know about that, man. Oh, um, I want you to take the. You know what? We gotta find it, and you and I both have to take it. I, I would, I, I would gladly take that because I maintain. I like my little. It could be a day fishing on the weekend. I'm happy. I really doesn't take much to make me happy. I love what I do. I love working. I really truly do. I I love the job. I love the challenge. I love the job. I I, I so I don't need a lot of vacation time. I need sometimes like a, a little downtime to recover, and then. Even that I enjoy. I start thinking. All right, what do I got to do? And then, uh, then I get I get geared up and I go. And and uh, Judy lets me do it, and uh, which is heaven for me. She knows that's my passion, whatever. So I don't I don't really need a lot of vacation time. I really don't. Now, when we did that episode on stress, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's your problem? I was. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to go with fishing. I thought you were going to say, oh, fishing, that's my that that's my stress-free zone when I'm fishing. Absolutely but, not. 
Uh, you're a competitive guy, so I think fishing just. Yeah. I, you know, the, the other thing, I've known you for a while. Some people embrace stress. Mm -hmm. I think you're one of those. I, 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 you could be a carrier. You're a carrier. I could be. I am. Um, fishing not, is not. In a, a, not in a bad way. Yeah. Um, I told you that guy I fish with that we can't fish in the same boat anymore. <laughs> Years ago, uh, we went we went fishing and i told him in the nicest way possible i said paul um my cousin's gonna go with us on this trip okay so he's not really a fisherman you know but he's a he's i really like him he's you know he's my cousin he's a good guy so i said you know let's just kind of you know just kind of be nice because kind of be on our best behavior you know i mean you know on this trip oh my god uh, first of all the boat is 20 feet long. He's no more than 12 inches apart from me at any given time. Because if there was another four inches on the front of the boat, we would both be standing on it to get the advantage in casting. And we are, I mean, and at one point, my cousin that I brought, he put his pole down. He just started laughing his ass off. And he goes, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. This is like no kind of fishing I've ever seen before, man. I thought we were going to go out, have a nice time, you know, Raves rocking the boat a little bit. Maybe you know we have a sandwich in you know in the in the sun and everything. You guys are out of control, man. He goes, this, you guys do this every time you go. We, we we looked at him like in shame. You know what I mean? Like he called us both out. And then we continued to fish. So to the point where we we put the boat in the water. Um, I don't know around four in the afternoon. We fish. Now it's dark. Now it's like two in the morning. Okay, we're still fishing. Or I, I take that back. I'm still fishing. The other two fell asleep. We hadn't caught anything, right? But I'm not going to take this downtime. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep fishing. So I caught one, flipped the beautiful three or four pounder. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. And I flipped it right into Paul's lap while he was sleeping. <laughs> and I go, and I go, yes, yes, you slept, you loser. <laughs> my, my cousin never went with us anymore. I have a nickname uh, when I'm fishing with, uh, when we used to fish with Patrick, Peter, and my son. I had a nickname. They called me Angry Bob. Matter of fact, they even, I'll show you a picture of it. They, they made a little bobber with an angry face and gave it to me <laughs> one time. And because Peter looked at me one day and he goes, you know, nobody wants to fish with Angry Bob. Wow. You know. Wow. Yeah. What were you What were you angry about? Oh, I just used to get pissed if they weren't, you know, fishing or biting. They weren't biting, you know, and I it was my boat, so you know I wanted to go where I wanted to go, and <laughs> ah. you know I, I got the I got the fish finder, and I used to, they just used to laugh like hell because I'd be constantly looking at that fish finder, you know, they're there, they're there, and mm -hmm. and. So, uh, yeah, I used to, yeah, it yeah. was, just, it, I loved it, but it was yeah, stressful. Well, here's the other thing. Stressful, you, you know, it was, I'll tell you what else was stressful. Was fishing with Bump. There, there was one day him and I were in the boat, just him and I. Mm -hmm. He's catching, he's hung over. I mean, I don't think he went to bed. I picked him up and I'm pretty sure he never went to bed. Mm -hmm. So he's in rough, rough, rough shape. 
and we're you know flipping docks and i'm doing exactly what he's doing i'm using the same kind of stuff he's he's catching i'm getting nothing mm-hmm. so we you know this is going on for a while and now the sun starts to hit him and he goes i'm just gonna shut my eyes for a second you know yeah and now we're we're throwing stuff on top of lily pads we're in a different part of the lake and we're on top of lily pads and stuff and he's nailing them still nothing so he goes to sleep and i go oh i take his pole (laughs) yeah with with the exact same thing he's using Mm -hmm. i'm doing exactly what he was doing (laughs) nothing 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 meanwhile he's watching me right i thought he was sleeping yeah and then, like, under his breath, he's like, my pole's not working for you either, huh? And then he, no. he gets up. I swear he does, like, you know, three tosses and gets another one. I'm like, this is just, I don't know. Sometimes mm. the fishing guys just uh, don't look well down on me. But Sometimes. I love fishing, though. Yeah. I, I love fishing. I would actually like to go fishing with you one day. I really would. We, we have to put that on a bucket list. Yeah. I, I would. I, I think we could have yeah. some laughs. Yeah, yeah, I know he would. But like uh, two years ago, my grandson was in a fishing contest for a school. So I said, well, let's just go down to the little lake in town. Everybody fishes off of the. So I'm, you know, t- teaching my grandson how to fish. Bums with his kids. You know, all the grandsons are there. From the from the shore. He catches a four pounder. Wow. And I was like, how the, I was right there. How did it not, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Some people have it. So, yeah. Some people well, have sometimes it. it's just your day too. So there's that. Um, here's the other thing about taking time off. Um, say you got a 3000 square foot job to do and it's, and it's cut up and there's stairs and there's a lot of hand scraping and whatever it is, a lot of going on. And when your coworker takes, takes a day off, like, I look at like him like he's abandoned his post. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the, every day that I'm hand scraping, I'm thinking about him that could have been here helping us, but he selfishly took time off to be with his family. No, it, it, why do you have to go to the funeral? You're not going to bring him back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't, they do wakes, don't they do wakes at night? Go to the wake at night. Yes. Go there in the middle of the day. Yeah. Come on. Come on. You're killing us. So remember, everybody, that is the Gallup dash Heathways Wellbeing Index. I'm going to find it. I'm going to send you one. I want to take one. I just want to know what our scores are going to be. I'll, I'll not, that, not that yeah, one is yeah. going to be better than the other. Yeah. No, of course. You know everything's a competition. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, Rob. So we 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 took a poll of uh, some super good contractors uh, and the, the same contractors that were kind enough to work with us or answer our questions on the uh, the, the podcast we did on pressure. And uh, so I'm just going to name some of these guys that that were we t- spoke with. Well, there's Adam Bissey, Floors by the Shore, Dan Gorsinger with Gorsinger Brothers, Bill Powell, Bill Powell Powell Hardwood Floors, Caesar Cordona with Cordona Hardwood Floors. Uh, Real Antique Wood Floors, Gary Horvath, and uh, David Heverly with Heverly Hardwood Floors, and um, that's a who's who right there. That's an all-star team. So let's go ahead and listen to what they had to say. 
for me, we didn't really take vacations. Yeah. We were we were pretty much uh, gone home the whole time, you know, balls to the walls all the time, just work. Uh, and then, because I felt guilty that I would be off, the guys would be working, and then when it came that the cost, the customer or the guys would call me. So why am I on vacation? I'm straight out working and I'm on the phone anyway. So uh, I would like to schedule the, the time that I did have off um, around long holidays in between special times and then know that if I could send them on a job that didn't require any um, homeowner participation, it made it a little easier. But that was, that was it. For me, it's a different life now, but for my guys now, it's uh, they're allowed to take vacation. I allow them to have that opportunity to tell me when they're going to want vacation. I, I like to, let's say, get at least a month's notice. At least that gives me opportunity to schedule around which jobs we're going to do for which guy that I may have their needs. And if the customers can wait, which they usually do, they'll wait. But I'll, you know, I'm okay with the guys taken off on vacation and I'm not happy when they miss after a holiday. Yeah. You know, that kind of gets under my coat that I paid them for the holiday, they take the next day. Yeah. That is the, the, the part that we have a little bit of uh, resistance on because I tell them this way, you know, I can't pay you for the holiday because you took the next day off. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard uh, with certain people that they don't get that. Makes sense. You know, so. What do you do about vacation? Do you schedule vacation yourself? Take a lot. Do you really? I try. I do try. <laughs> nice. I do try. I'm, and it's tough. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate because um, my father and I are partners. Okay. So I can, you know, he can he can hold the ball while I'm on, and and I do the same for him. Gotcha. You know, he's he's kind of stepped back as far as doing anything like running the business wise. He's just in the field, wants to just work and, you know, uh, take care of things. So, you know, I can, I can go away and have a nice kind of peak. My phone never stops, but yeah. it, it don't matter where, you know, right. it don't matter I'm on vacation or not. The phone goes with me and, nice. yeah, but it comes with the territory, cool. you know, but it's, it's one of them things that you can, I gotta take, I gotta get away. Cause yeah. if I don't, you know, yeah. then what's it all for? So years ago, didn't take a lot of vacation time. Um, kids were younger, um, and I can say that I, I probably missed a lot of things that I shouldn't have. Um, as I've gotten older, um, I've realized that uh, the important stuff oftentimes happens when you're away and you're on vacation, you know, so you definitely gotta make time for it. Um, but I can also say that I'm fortunate that over the years I've been able to grow my team. Uh, and giving my team the ability to make decisions and to handle things when I'm not there, um, to empower them to do their job and not have to micromanage them all the time has also made a really big difference. So like if you're a sole proprietor who you know, deals with everything and you don't feel that you can trust the people that work for you, um, you don't empower them to make those decisions, then yeah, you're gonna be stuck having to work uh, all the time making every decision. Uh, but if you can get to a point, whether it's with one person or 10, where you're able to empower the people that work for you to make decisions that uh, you trust them, you've trained them, you've spent the time uh, building your team, then it's definitely going to make more time for you to be able to take vacation. So as I've 
gotten older and as I've been fortunate enough to grow my team, definitely taking advantage of the fact that I can take some vacation time. When my kids were younger, we used to make sure to schedule in a 10-day vacation. Now they're getting older and they're, you know, above 20, so we don't really do that so, so much anymore. Uh, I'm able to go out to NWFA convention and when I go out there, I make sure to spend an extra day or two and see some sites and try to get away maybe a weekend here and a weekend there for, for local stuff. And yeah. If something comes up, I wouldn't think twice about going. I am finally at this point, but I would say it took me a long time to get there and it really took hiring the right people, like having awesome people to pool together when you're away. You know, because it almost seems like it's not just one person who can handle your duties when you're away. It's got to be several people. So between uh, my office and my lead guys in the in the field, like together they they pull together, and then I I really believe it or not, don't get that many calls when I'm away. And I, it's really that's what it is. It's the calls that create stress in you when you're away because you can't go and take care of the situation. So I, I have found that the less calls you get and the more that you're relying on your employees to handle situations and you just let them do their thing, whether it's right or wrong, and if it's wrong, you just educate them on how that you would have done it in the future. The more I put faith in them, the more it comes back to me in being able to relax and actually go on vacation and enjoy my family. What trying to do now is planning ahead and try to, you know, that week or two weeks are gonna be out, try to don't leave too much work just the necessary for the regular customer, you know, to make sure I'm not gonna get those calls. A guy asked me, you know, for a roller without going to bend and, you know, they don't, they have the rollers there. That's what I'm trying to, you know, try to do, try to schedule that week, you know, light week to be able to enjoy. So that's interesting. Okay, so, um, you know, I, I like to hear, other, I like to hear other people's perspective on everything. You take a guy like Adam Bissy, who, who is a man, he, he's got so much responsibility and he has so much on his plate. And uh, some of these other guys that uh, uh, how they handle things and how they were able to delegate and 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 uh, I think it's super interesting to me and uh, so we really appreciate them coming on with us. Yeah, yeah, and it, you notice, you know, like Dan was saying, uh, it's nice to have other people you can trust and rely on because going on vacation is almost going to be impossible if you can't. Yeah, I, if you don't I, have that that key person. Everybody is wired differently, and I joke around a little bit, but I mean, I am serious. I really don't take a lot of vacation time. But, but if you're someone that does and needs to, uh, I think it's important to schedule it really for your mental health. I really do believe that. And here's the thing too: when you schedule vacation, schedule bringing your big machine to get to get serviced. Bring your edger and your big machine. If one of your guys is going on vacation and and say for August fifteenth, schedule with your distributor. Have them work on it you know maintain his machines while he's gone because we know how hard it is to do it when when he's when he's you know we can't turn the machines off when everybody's working have the belts looked at have the machines cleaned out bring it to your your distributor guy and uh and um and be grateful that you have a a distributor uh or somebody that can work on the machines because they're few and far between and i mean you think it's hard to find a good mechanic uh, to do floors <laughs> it's, it's hard to find someone to work on a machine and you know something, I'm, I'll tell you something else too about our, about distributors in this in this industry. I've talked to a lot of distributors across the country, and they don't make money on these machines. They really don't. It's something that they do it because it's a service it's to their a service to their customer. Service That's to it. their customer, and they don't make yep. a lot of money doing it. And so, and and you look at the amount of parts that they have to stock 
and how long they have to hang on to those parts that might turn one one screw, random screw that they need when someone else needs it, and they, it might sit there for two years. That's not making any money off them. Uh, so, you know, I, as many distributor people as I talk to, sometimes I, I talk to someone who says, well, I, I, I think I'd like to be a distributor, or, you know, we thought about being a distributor too. I think really have no idea how hard it is to be a distributor and how many ways that they get hit from all different directions and everything. It's a very tough business to do. And I'm, I'm grateful, uh, you know, and, and when I look at, when we come into a distributor, that's their house, that's their house, you know, um, and they've put blood, sweat and tears into that, you know, every single one of these, especially when they have multiple locations or whatever. I mean, that's their, that's every time they open one, it's like opening up a brand new business and employees and everything that goes into that. And then if there's deliveries and on top of that and all these different things, man, uh, you'd be surprised. They don't make a lot of, a lot of these things. They're doing this for, as a service to their clients and their customers. So uh, shout out to uh, distributors and Rob, I know you feel the same way. We both worked at one. We understand uh, on, on a small level, the, uh, some of the complexities of that business. And uh, so we're grateful for them. I tell you, um, you know, when I ran the pro shop, oh God, that was 25 years ago for Hoboken. Did you say ran it into the ground? No, oh, no, oh, sorry, baby. Sorry, they, sorry. Uh, that was unfair. They were, guys were so appreciative. I mean, if somebody brought in a nailer or an yeah. edger and said, it's doing this, it's doing that, and just drop what I was doing, and you see that a lot with distribution, yeah. with service centers and distribution is they know how important it is. They know that, you know, things break down, everything comes to a halt. And a lot of these service centers were like, we used to do it where if I can get to it right now, I'm going to get to it right now. I'm going to drop what I'm doing and get your machine done. And I mean, we see that all over the place with a lot of these service centers. So they get it. But here's like what I, you pull your car in for brakes or something. They're like, yeah. yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. But here's what you see more often than not. And I, I've, I've seen this a lot where you go into the shop where the guy repairs the, the machines and it's, there's machines everywhere, but there's, there's drum sanders and edgers and nail guns lined up wall to wall. And that guy is busy. You know, he's, he's humping. Yeah. But you always see a guy I'll come in with a machine. I gotta have this. I got a job. I mean, we're, you know, the job's got to go now. It's an emergency, whatever. So uh, that's a lot of stress on those guys because they feel the stress. They feel the stress from the contractors bringing the machines and they, and they know they have to get the machines out. And um, as I said, a lot of times they're really doing it as a service. It's not a money-making venture for them. Uh, it's more of a service to their customers. So hats off to all those guys that do that and, and, uh, and the distributors, just in distributors in general, that's a play such an important role in our industry. I used to have one guy who would maybe bring his gun in, like run in once every six months and go, Rob, I, <laughs> I need that real quick fix. You know yeah. that, you know, yeah. the quick fix you do. And mm-hmm. there's one washer on the inside of a plunger on the Bostitch nailer. It's like that. It's an O-ring washer, yeah. but it's flat-sided. Yeah, yeah. And and once that wears, right? You know the one I'm talking mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. As soon as that wears, now you're just blowing air. You're not getting any. Compression. Yeah. And I would just pop that out, put it together. I bet I got to the point where I could do that repair in about ten minutes, and the guy was like, "Oh, 
you you're the greatest and i'm like mm-hmm. no i can show you how to do it uh yeah i, I didn't I didn't go to school for this. It ain't rocket science. It's really, you know, <laughs> you know, no, no, no. I, I, I trust the way you do it. I'm like, okay, yeah. all right. All yeah. right no problem. Sounds familiar. <laughs> good stuff, Rob. All right. Thank you, Rob. Always great to uh, spend some time with you. Um, this has been another episode of on the floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode. Oh, yeah.